Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Mighty Boy Chi-Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. I am Lady Boy Gigi and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey guys. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing sexual fantasies. And partly why I chose this topic is that a lot of people through sex coaching research, I've found, have either low or no sexual desire. And this is a good starting point 
to kind of build up your sexual desire and your sexual arousal. By exploring fantasies, we can create a whole new arena of sexual eroticism. Before we get into the topic real deeply, I would like to say right off the bat, there's no good or bad fantasy as long as it works for you. There's no right or wrong to fantasy. And sexual fantasy does not mean you're cheating on your partner. In fact, often using sexual fantasy can actually accentuate your relationship and build stronger bonds. Even if you don't share your fantasies with your partner, you're preparing your body for your partner, preparing your sexual body. And I'm going to kind of turn it over to Paul for a minute and see what his thoughts are on sexual fantasy. Well, before I uh, go into my thoughts, I, I wanted to ask you a question. I'm curious, what is the difference between uh, sexual desire and sexual arousal? Sexual desire is often looked at as that kind of hunger within, whereas arousal is more of a process. It's raising that sexual energy. And so when you have arousal, it starts to show sometimes in the body with erections. It kind of feel it in your emotions. You feel that attraction. You feel that connection with another person or with yourself if you're going solo. And so they are similar but separate. <laughs> My history with fantasy is actually pretty interesting. I know when I was going through puberty and younger, I had a very active sexual fantasy life. I fantasized a lot and made up scenarios, and I had a lot of fun with it. And I think that as I got older, I kind of got away from it a little bit for a while until I started working with you again. And it never completely went away, but it it was never, you know, I would have periods where I would have a whole lot of sexual fantasies, but then I would go long periods of time without fantasizing very much. And I found that for me, I kind of had to go intentionally into my sexual fantasy world to like really unlock it again. And I, I found that since I've been working with you, I've I've had a very rich, deep experience with my sexual fantasies, and I think that it's helped me in a lot of ways. It's helped me explore a lot of things that I'm interested in. It's helped me to be more creative when I'm having sex with a partner. Particularly, I had a partner for a while that was really into me and him exchanging like dirty stories and building stories with each other and building on each other's 
fantasy worlds and sometimes it would be in the form of dirty talking and sometimes it would be stories that we would write out to each other to entice the other one and it really made our sex life a whole lot better so i i think that having been in the practice of doing fantasies really helped me to do that with him uh, for me fantasies work a little bit differently than I think they work for a lot of people because I don't have the ability to picture things in my head. I have a I have a thing called a aphantasia where I don't really have a mind's eye. I can't picture images, I can't picture sounds or or really anything that's sensory inside my head. So when I go in to do a sexual fantasy, it's kind of like a story that I'm telling myself more than anything else. And and I think that that's kind of unique to me, but it really works for me, and I like it. I know for some people, especially auditory learners, telling the story or hearing a story, even if we're telling it to ourselves within our own head is a powerful route to go. Other people are more visually oriented and have strong visual images in their mind's eye, so to speak. <laughs> and so there are different ways to fantasize. There's not a right way or a wrong way. It's discovering what way works for you the best. And for those that don't, fantasize and maybe have never really had sexual fantasies, there are some good resources to start learning how to have better sexual fantasies. One good source for people, especially auditory learners, is to go to erotic fiction. And there's tons of it out there, everything from made-up stories to kinky stories to even fanfic and homoerotic stories, heterosexual stories, and even orgies and all kinds of things. There are so many stories out there to discover, and they can really be a big boost to kind of kick-starting your fantasy life if you've never had one, or if the fantasy life you once had seems to be kind of away from you. And so it can be a good source to start a fantasy life. For visual learners, another source would be some good erotic videos. And for some people, porn can be a good source although porn is usually not real life. Mm -hmm. But that's not the point of fantasy. You can do things that are not really realistic. Other sources, and for people that really want a more amazing sexual fantasy that's more kind of down to earth, it would be good to check out some of the videos people make of their own sexual fantasies. 
let me turn it over to you for a moment and see what inputs you have on that. So one of the things that you mentioned earlier is fan fiction. And one of the things that's really incredible and awesome about fan fiction is that it's it's blown up a whole lot over the last 10, 15 years. And one of the things that's really nice about it is most of the people who write fan fiction put out their fan fiction for free. There's all sorts of different sites for it. There's AO3, there's Wattpad, there's several ones out there. But as far as I know, those are the big two. And a lot of the times, it the writing isn't very polished, but it's from a very, it's kind of from a regular person's perspective. And in the world of fan fiction, there's so many different subgenres of fan fiction. So anything that you have an interest in and any world that you're already well aware of will have fan fiction devoted to it. And there's a a lot of crossover fan fiction. So if you really like Batman, but you are also super into Twilight, there's fanfic for you. And another thing that's really cool in fan fiction is it's very queer-friendly. In fact, like in a lot of fan fiction, when you write a story, you have to specify that it's heterosexual because it's actually weirder for the pairings to be between a boy and a girl than boy-boy or girl-girl or, you know, other things. But I I think that it's a, a pretty interesting place to start dipping your toes in. And I don't remember what the, like, classifying system is because I haven't looked into it for a while, but I do know that people tag theirs to to rate like how heavy the sexu- sexuality is and they put trigger warnings and content warnings so you'll know in advance if there are any things that you don't want to read if there's violence or non-consent or other things that you know will make you feel uncomfortable to read that's all tagged in it so you you know going in so I I do think that fanfiction is a pretty good place to start. And like the nice thing is the community for fanfiction is a very like open community that you can give feedback and you can have the writer respond to you and you might even see some of your suggestions and their later uh, writing, so I I think it's interesting. Another source that I used to really enjoy was looking at some of the erotic art throughout the ages, and oftentimes erotic paintings can be very open to giving you your imagination a tremendous boost, and so you can look at a painting that's very highly erotic and 
develop a whole storyline from your own imagination as if you lived in that time period. And that can be quite an amazing journey in in and of itself. Another thing that I think is a pretty good part of exploring your inner fantasy life and reading erotic literature and things like that is that it gives you a chance to explore things that you might be curious about but not really know like whether you're really into it or or not and like especially if you're in a place where you want to start broadening your horizons and don't think of yourself as very experienced thinking about it for a while and kind of putting yourself in scenarios and like for me because my fantasies are more story-based I like to think about what would lead up to being in that scenario how I would wind up there I like to think about the characters that I want to be involved and I I guess it's kind of nerdy to say but like I've actually diagrammed out some of my fantasies before I sat down and like really go into them so that I like kind of know where I want it to go and how I want it to go along the way but the other nice thing about fantasy is that when you're in that moment and you feel like the flowing of just your own like erotic feelings and you're really turned on like all of a sudden something will just kind of pop up that surprises you that and you'll be like oh I I didn't know that was in there and it can help you learn about yourself and like things that you might have even been afraid to even consider and I think that that's a really awesome part of of fantasy. And I would like to re-emphasize again that there is no good or bad in fantasy. And unfortunately, a lot of females in our culture are socially conditioned that, oh, to have a fantasy is being slutty or being bad or being naughty. And I just want to let you know that it's perfectly normal. It's very much been experienced throughout the ages by many people. There's been stories written and pictures painted and even cave drawings. It goes all the way back to antiquity. Fantasy is a part of the human experience. It's totally okay to get into fantasy. And you have permission to explore your own fantasy. Fantasy is part of the imagination. And by imagining, you're becoming creative. Creative with your sexual energy. Creative with yourself. And there's nothing wrong with being creative. It's when we act on certain things. And there's different types of fantasies. 
often you can have darker fantasies or lighter fantasies. And sometimes they can be impossible fantasies in real life. And so there's no right or wrong to it. It's just what you want to explore, what you want to experience in within yourself. And it's all within your own mind. It's not anything that you're doing with somebody unless you're sharing fantasies with another and telling each other your fantasies, which can be really hot for couples or for when you meet someone that's kind of a kindred spirit. Another thing about fantasy that I think is really, really powerful for me is there's a a lot of different layers and a lot of different levels. And sometimes I find myself doing light fantasies throughout the day when I find some time to just build up that sexual energy inside of myself. And it's not something that I'm really serious about. It's There are times where I will be alone and I will like devote two or three hours to just intensely fantasizing by myself and I'll edge myself and I'll get really fully caught up in it and and it's really, really hot, and I, I really love those kind of fantasies. But there are also casual kind of daydream fantasies where I'm washing the dishes or I'm goofing around on the internet and checking my Facebook or playing a game of Sudoku that are these kind of lighter fantasies that are just snatches of ideas and snatches of thoughts. And I, I might touch my nipple a little bit or touch myself on the neck and feel like one shot of like sexual energy go throughout my body and then go about my day and not really have to let it become a full-blown fantasy. But I think those daydream-like fantasies that are just kind of passing help me like build up this sexual energy throughout the day that builds up this sexual energy and then when I have time to myself since I've been building it up a little bit all day I can then go into the full-blown fantasy and I've primed myself all day long to for the time that I can sit and have that really amazing fantasy and I think that that's really powerful. And it sounds like you're kind of using the daydreaming fantasy as a little bit of a teaser to kind of start the process and prime the pump, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things we lose in our modern society is taking the time to really use our imaginations. We get so caught up in day-to-day life and day-to-day demands on us and work demands and everything else. And so fantasy can be a good way to become more attuned to our own sexual energy and to get attuned to our own bodies again and feel that sensations. Even if we don't even touch ourselves, 
And it can be great as a build-up for a hot romantic night with your partner Mm -hmm. to kind of have those light daydream fantasies throughout the day, off and on, when you have a little spare time, a coffee break, or just a little time away from the regular workload or regular duties that you're performing in your day-to-day life and have some time to really explore and expand your mind and your body at a sexual level. I think that one of the things that's really interesting in fantasy is that nothing's set in stone. I I find that uh, when I spend a lot of time doing fantasy, fantasizing to myself, some days I feel more like exploring different kinks of mine. So I've got kind of a pregnancy fetish, and I also really, just in general, like chubby people. I Sometimes I fantasize about boys, and sometimes I fantasize about girls, and sometimes I fantasize about real people, and sometimes I just kind of build archetype in my head, and some days I'm more interested in going into my darker fantasies, and some days I'm more interested in kind of fantasizing about, like, a nurturing, caring sexual experience, and having that variety really helps me and invigorates me and just keeps everything fresh and new. I think that a lot of times you see it in relationships and you see it in all sorts of things where if you get so caught in a cycle and a rhythm and the same thing over and over again, it loses its uh, shine and it, it loses its newness and it's easy to lose interest in it. But the nice thing about fantasy is since it's completely limitless and wide open, you can constantly give yourself new ideas and new stimulus and new thoughts and spice it up just like you can get in the rut with a sexual relationship with another person. You can get in a sexual rut with your internal fantasies with yourself too. And I think that the nice thing about having an imagination and having creativity is that you kind of get to decide all of the parameters. You can think of different scenarios. You can think of different locations for your fantasy to happen. You can think of different people, different body types, different all sorts of different things. And I I think that that's really powerful because if you keep those creative juices flowing in in concert with your sexual energy that when you you are in a sexual relationship you can translate that into constantly changing things up and spicing things up and not getting stuck in the same rut over and over again. Mm-hmm. And while you were talking, I was thinking about some of the 
other sources of fantasy for me have included reliving really hot sexual experiences from my past. Really getting into things that I've done that were a little different, like body surfing nude and having sex with the ocean or swinging on a swing set with a partner and having that tingly feeling inside as we swung our way to orgasms. <laughs> and so fantasy can be based on past experiences and sometimes on those really hot encounters that we've experienced in the past. I think another thing about fantasy that's so amazing to me is often I can base them on erotic dreams that I've had. And dreams can sometimes be so almost artistically expressed in a way that's kind of outside of reality. Sometimes I, I know I've had dreams where I was this energy being that could take physical, different physical forms and going from form to form as I was having amazing sex with other energy beings taking on different forms and different animals and different, all kinds of different experiences. And it was kind of this outside of the normal storyline. It was kind of this almost dreamlike state of how dreams can not always make sense to the rational mind, but can really take you into a very primal place. Yeah, like it's, you were saying, I don't remember my dreams very vividly, but one of the nice things about fantasy that you kind of touched on earlier is that you can also do things in fantasy that are not you're not physically capable of doing in the real world. Can imagine flying sex or sex floating in outer space or sex like if you could breathe water and also natural lubrication worked underwater. It can have all of these interesting scenarios. I I know that I frequent Reddit a lot. There's different subreddits for doing different kinds of dirty role-playing. A lot of the scenarios that people come up with are scenarios that are set in fantasy set settings or like different anthropomorphic creatures or fantasy creatures or imagining like having the ability to change gender at will or, you know, the ability to shapeshift in different ways or imagining a world where magic works and what kind of magic that you could use in different sexual settings and how you might use it and like to enhance your sex life and things like that or some people are really into like completely unfathomable like body sizes like having a two and a half foot cock or having an ass way larger than any human being 
could or anything like that. Or There's all of these different fantasies that people have. And by looking into other people's fantasies, you can like explore whether it speaks to you and like how it makes you feel. And I think that that's really, really powerful. Another thing that fantasy is really good for is if you have some unresolved trauma. For some people, fantasizing about things that are involved in their trauma would be very triggering and they can't do it. But for some people that go through traumatic situations, fantasizing about it and like knowing that you're in control of it is like very powerful for like helping you deal with that emotional trauma and that's one of the reasons why some people have you know more dark fantasies it's one of the reasons people have darker fantasies you have to be like careful with yourself but as long as you go through it and kind of take it slow and if you involve another person in these fantasies, like you have to have a lot of communication beforehand and afterwards. And also, hopefully, it's not your only form of dealing with your trauma. Perhaps you need counseling or therapy of some sort or, or things like that. But I think that it can be one of many tools to help overcome come certain kinds of trauma that you you go through. Mm-hmm. And we're already to station break. Boy, the time flies. I have run across a podcast called My Friend's Erotic Stories, a podcast where they read erotic stories from Reddit. So if you want to listen to some erotic stories... Check them out. Welcome to my friend's Erotic Stories podcast, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. Search for my friend's Erotic Stories on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. Also visit us on our slash erotic podcast and help us make our podcast better. Also, while you're at it, check out our website, ravenslayerleather.com. On that website, you can find a lot of information about sexuality, um, and we have training videos. We have links to our Patreon page. We have links to some resources all kinds of things on ravenslayerleather.com. And for those that are interested in learning more about sex coaching, I have my new website, ggwilber.com. It's g-g-w-i-l-b-u-r.com. So check out my coaching website if you're interested in learning more about sex coaching. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. 
Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. And so back to our scheduled topic. <laughs> We're talking about fantasies tonight. And fantasies can be such an amazing area to build up our erotic life, to give sex that special pizzing, <laughs> that special charge. And I know for me, sex I've always been real into sexual fantasies. I love just creating different elements. And sometimes one little element will be just so hot, but not by itself. It's got to have a build-up to it. There's got to be some kind of expectation and build-up, and, and then it just really takes me places. And so developing fantasies is a great way to really supercharge your sex life, your your arousal, your attractions, and really get more in tune with your body. I know I've often had actual ejaculatory orgasms just purely from fantasy. It's an art. And with some work and really more more like play, you can get so into fantasy, you kind of get lost in it, and next thing you know, your body's responding from it. <laughs> but any thoughts on, other thoughts on fantasies and where you can take fantasy? I think one of the important things when you start working on fantasy is I think that sometimes people kind of put a lot of pressure on themselves and they might have a sexual fantasy that is either difficult to find a partner to engage with or, or things like that. And I think that sometimes people get really frustrated because they think of fantasy the wrong way. They think of it as a substitution for something, a, a, a facsimile that's, you know, not the real thing. And people might get frustrated after a while. And I think that it's important to let fantasy be its own reward and not view it as lesser than any other kind of sex. It is a sex that you're having with yourself, and it should be completely fulfilling. It should fill your heart. It should make you happy. It should help ignite your passions and, and things like that. So one of the things to be careful about in fantasy is if you notice yourself getting frustrated and you notice yourself getting mad, especially if you fantasize about a particular person that you wish would 
return your affections or attraction that just doesn't is don't take it out on anyone. Be happy with your internal fantasy and let it be its own reward. Don't build up expectation of being able to act on your fantasy just because it's really hot to you. I think that there's a lot of situations where people get infatuated with a person and they fantasize about them a lot and then it makes them upset that they can't be with that person. And I think that that can be a dangerous thing. And if you see yourself starting to go down that path, it might be good to seek out counseling and talk to a professional about that because no one owes you their affection. No one owes you their attention. And it's really, really dangerous to build expectation with your fantasy life. So it's it's a thing to watch out for and it's a thing to be careful about because I don't want anyone taking this as permission to act in, in ways that could hurt anyone else because that's not something that we support on this podcast. Um, but as long as you can keep your fantasy life like completely separate from your actual life. You can fantasize about anything and not feel bad about it. I know that I've felt really guilty about some of my fantasies in the past, and it took me a long time to overcome like how guilty I felt about them. And for me, I knew it was something I was never going to act on. But I can see that if things had gone different for me, that it could have been really dangerous for me to act on some of my fantasies. So do a mental check-in every once in a while and see how you're sitting with the things that you're fantasizing about and make sure to like actively put a strict line between your fantasy life and your real life. And I think here we're kind of getting into the that difference between fantasy and role play. And in fantasy and real life, <laughs> it's good to keep solid boundaries between those two. Oftentimes we can through either BDSM or sexual fantasy role play, play out our fantasies with the partner who gives full consent. It may not be the person you're fantasizing about, but oftentimes you can create a an amazing role play and play out the parts of your fantasy. Some fantasies are better to translate into role play than others. But role playing a fantasy can be really hot, especially fantasies that you haven't experienced yet, different sexual activities that you haven't explored in real life yet. You can explore through role play 
if you have a partner that's into exploring with you and gives consent for it. And it's just sitting down and communicating and saying to your partner, hey, I've got this fantasy. It's really hot and I'd like to kind of role play and kind of get an idea of what it does for me in a more real sense than just fantasy. So fantasies can enter into the realm of role play. And role play is kind of that bridge between reality and fantasy life. And by role playing, you can become the imaginary character. You can become and perform sexual acts that have up until this point in your life have been purely fantasy. I've done that in the past with partners that were into it and kind of wanted to explore some of these things themselves and had never explored them. So that can be a very powerful part of fantasy is when you come to that point of, okay, I think I'm ready to explore this in a little more depth in a role play situation and really get the see how it feels in reality to make love to somebody in a new different way or to rub against somebody's body or to do any number of things as long as it's something that you've discussed and give full consent on both sides. Yeah, and when you discuss these things before going into the role play, you should be pretty specific and you should take time to outline what it is about whatever the fantasy that you want to role play out, like what it is about that particular thing that turns you on. And also explore, like like discuss boundaries and reaffirm your safe words for anyone who's listening that doesn't know what a safe word is. It's a verbal signal that you can give to let someone know that you either need to like take a, a little break or let off the gas a little bit or that you need to stop the scene completely. It's particularly useful in role play because particularly with different kinds of role play, no or stop might not mean no or stop, but red always means stop. A really common set of words are green, yellow, red, like a stoplight, and green means keep going, yellow means let off the gas and give it a a second, and then red means that you need to end the scene right there. And so I think that discussing safe words, discussing issues that either of you might have around whatever you suggest as um, a role play are important. And I think particularly with more intense role play, having a discussion, maybe not directly after the scene, but after a little bit of time has gone by, 
and then doing things like aftercare, uh, cuddling with each other, and be do you like ice cream or some kind of treat afterwards, or anything to kind of reset everything and bring everything back to normal and just be okay together. I I think those are all things that you should discuss before going into any kind of role play that you haven't done before, particularly if there are any aspects of it that could be triggering to you or your partner. Another type of role play I really enjoy is exploring what fantasies my partner has and playing out their fantasies with for them. And that can be such an exciting and hot scene because all of a sudden I'm learning more about my partner and how they tick, learning about their psychosexual elements and ways of being and what excites them and gets them fully turned on. Playing those roles out together can be very amazing. But it does take having informed consent, really going through what you're going to go explore together before you start the role play. And having the safe words, as Paul suggested, being able to say, okay, this triggered something that I didn't expect. We need to stop and I need to come down for a little while. And later, during another role play, you can come back and revisit it once you've kind of processed all the emotions and the, the feelings around it that were causing you stress or distress. And so exploring together, but doing it with built-in safety is really important when you start getting into role play. I also think that it it can be important if you're in a newer relationship, you might want to hold off on really heavy role play until you've been with each other for a little while and kind of build up some trust with each other and really know who each other are and kind of have an idea, like an intuitive idea of body language and, and things like that, because sometimes when role play is going on, there can't, and, and I, I find that some of the hottest role play, there's conflicting emotions where on one side it feels really good, but there are also things that make you feel kind of weird and gross. And if you have more intuition with your partner about nonverbal cues that they're, they're giving you, it, it will be a lot easier to know when to let up and when to go a little harder or push things a little bit more. If you're like particularly with more extreme or triggering role play, first couple of times, just exploring only so far, not getting all the way deep in your fantasy. And particularly if 
it's a fantasy that you really have that your partner is like doing for you and it's not their thing that that's when it's very important to kind of take it slow and not go too far because you don't want to hurt your partner you always want to take their emotions and their and their psyche really really seriously because you care about them and you you don't want to hurt them and I think that if you and especially if it's a thing you've never role played before kind of dipping your toes in and getting a feeling for it before you dive in head first will give you an idea of how to progress and how to pace yourself and how to like slowly build it up and move it from a simmer and before you start a full blown completely like fully immersed role play and I think that you will wind up coming out of it with a better experience and that your partner will too if you take time to do it right, even if it might feel a little frustrating at first. On another side of fantasy and role play is when you were to meet people of kindred spirit. And sometimes your partner might not be into something you're into. And there's always things like phone sex and having friends with benefits kind of online experience with somebody that you found on Reddit or some other source that is into the type of role play you want to get into. And so finding a role play partner that's really into it can transform the role play from kind of mundane or kind of barely taking off to really shooting off like a rocket (laughs) with the consent of your partner. And so it's good to explore many different options. And many of these options are to keep it safe and keep it between consensual partners because that's really important, I think. Informed consent. Communicate. Communication is so important when you get into role play. I think it's really the the backbone of successful role play that can be really hot and take you new places. <laughs> One of the things that I think is really powerful and amazing about finding online role play experiences off of Reddit or FetLife or any number of things. I've heard of people even doing it through dating sites like OkCupid where they're not interested in meeting up. They just want to talk about dirty fantasies and things like that is online it's easier to find people that might have your particular kink or or interest and like find people that kind of are working on the same wavelengths that you are and on sites like reddit a lot of times uh like one of the things that 
happens on Reddit a lot is people who do a lot of posting in Dirty Pen Pals or the different roleplay-based uh, subreddits, they'll set up an account just for doing roleplay that doesn't have pictures of themselves, they never tell you where they live, you don't tell them where you live, a lot of times you don't exchange real names, you know, you use aliases to build these fantasies, and if it's something that you're kind of embarrassed about, or maybe you're not embarrassed about it, but you work in a profession where you could get in a lot of, you, your job might be at risk or something like that if someone found out that you have a piss fetish or anything that someone might think of as taboo, that the anonymity that comes from role-playing online, you can talk about these dirty fantasies, but no one can trace it to you, and you can't trace it to them. I think that there's a level of safety that comes with doing this kind of role-play online. And uh, I, I think that that's one of the reasons why you find a lot of people on these subreddits with really kinky and dirty and twisted fantasies that they're willing to talk about on Reddit that they wouldn't talk about on a lot of other sites where you have their name and location and pictures and things like that. So I, I think that that's one of the things I particularly like about Reddit. Explore some of your fantasies. Give your sex life a boost, especially if you're feeling low or no desire. If you've kind of lost that spark, that sexual spark, fantasy can be a great way to reignite that passion and reignite that juiciness of sexuality and take it to new levels. And even if you do your fantasies purely solo, it will have a great benefit for your partner if you all of a sudden show up recharged with sexual energy and ready, especially if your partner wants sex more than you do, then exploring fantasies can be a great way to help equalize your sex drive and your sexual experiences. It can be a great way to explore your own self. If your partner has a lower sex drive than you, it can be a great outlet so that you're not putting so much onto your partner to perform for you. You can get yourself off in good ways. And I'm not saying do it totally, but use that as a stopgap between the times your partner wants to have sex with you and when they don't. And it's a good way to kind of fulfill your sexual needs without relying on a single person exclusively. Yeah, I think that um, for me, like a I've, I've gotten a lot of power through fantasy. I feel like it has really helped me to 
I think for a long time I was very frustrated when I didn't have sexual partners or I wasn't having the kind of sex that I wanted to have or when some of the sex kind of went out of my romantic relationships. And I think that by kind of reigniting my fantasy life and helping to bring about my own natural sexual ebb and flow and learning to play with that energy and feel very fulfilled inside of myself. I think it's been very, very good for me. And I think that it will help me in the future to find another romantic relationship. Because I think if you go into looking for either just a sexual relationship or a romantic relationship, and you are sexually frustrated, that that will come out in the way that you present yourself to other people and the way that you kind of interact in the world. And I think that that's one of the things that trips people up some of the time is that they are so... They, they feel so desperate to have a sexual connection that they can kind of be overbearing or come off a little too strong when they are seeking out a sexual relationship. But if you go into it with confidence and you know how to be flirtatious and act sexy without like coming off as needy or desperate, it will make someone want to be with you and want to have sex with you instead of feeling like if they don't give you sex that either you're gonna be sad or you're there you're gonna be resentful or anything like that if you leave the door open and come at it with this air of, like, it will be great if this thing happens, but if it doesn't, like, it's okay, like, I'm fine. It, you're much more likely to get yourself in a sexual relationship. And I think you touch on one of the myths in our culture, that we are responsible for our partner's sexual experience. And to some degree, we're there to share with them, but we are only responsible for our own sexual fulfillment and for our own orgasms. I don't give my partner an orgasm. I give the stimulation and the experience that allows them to have their orgasm. And it's a subtle distinction, but when you buy into the myth that, oh, I own my partner's orgasms or I'm responsible for my partner's sex, sexual fulfillment, that puts kind of a bad boundary for one. And for another, it really puts a heavy weight on yourself. What if things go wrong? Then you're responsible. 
what if things go right? Does that mean your partner's disempowered because you've taken over? It's good to kind of keep perspective on whose is what when it comes to sex. Who's responsible for my sexual experiences? I am. And when I take that responsibility, I can go so many different places. I can fly through fantasies and open doors that are really amazing. And I don't have to worry about my partner. I know that my partner is in charge of their own sexual experiences. And we can come together with a healthy set of boundaries and meet each other's needs without it becoming, without owning it, if you know what I mean. Wow, the time has flown by. We're at the top of the show. I want to give you, take a moment and see if you have any other thoughts or conclusions or empowering insights that you'd like to share. One of my favorite things about fantasy is that it can kind of follow like how I'm feeling and where I am at any given time. I can use it in one of two ways. Either if I'm feeling really peaceful and serene, I can let that bleed over into my fantasy and, you know, have a nature-based, like, organic, maybe, like, wood nymph or some kind of fantasy that, like, follows the feeling I'm in. Or if I'm sad and, like, feeling low and I feel like I need comfort, I can go the opposite of the way that I'm currently feeling and I can make a fantasy where I'm being nurtured and it feels warm and it feels caring and it feels nur- you know nurturing and and fulfilling and so either I can like follow where I am internally and let that add to my fantasy or I can use my fantasies to c- guide me out of some of the darker places that I am and I think that it's very useful and helps me to kind of regulate my emotions in a really powerful and positive way. And to kind of wrap up the show, I think for me fantasy is that part of ourselves that gives us the ability to be creative and really explore our sensuality and our sexuality in new ways and safe ways because it's all in our minds when we are into pure fantasy. And it gives us an opportunity to check the waters out, check it out and see, oh, is this something I would be into? And you can use all different kinds of toys and to accentuate your fantasy. I've often used all kinds of vibrators and different uh, stimulation toys, 
on my body while I'm fantasizing. Or you can just do it as pure fantasy. And both have an amazing quality to them that takes us out of our mundane life and into a whole new inner world to explore and to navigate and to experience. It's more of a spiritual side to me of sexuality when we get into deep fantasy. And so with that, have a good night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Explore your body. Explore your fantasies. And do what feels pleasurable and bring yourself to new heights of ecstasy. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.